Hello and welcome to episode 130 of Tea with Tammy, The Last Sip. Now I know you're probably thinking, The Last Sip? Well, what, what does that mean? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. But let's get into some topics before we really flesh out what The Last Sip means to us. So, hmm, we didn't have an episode last week, which means that we've got some expired topics to talk about. (laughs) Now, we'll skim past those because, like I said, they're expired. But nonetheless, I feel bad that we didn't have an episode last week. So, let's touch on some things that I did want to mention. Now, there was an all-star game. (laughs) The NBA had an all-star game. Um, They had an all-star day, essentially. They want to move away from all-star weekend and have it just be a day, but they still had the celebrity things on Saturday and then the NBA things on Sunday. So it still felt like a weekend. But nonetheless, you know, I get what they're trying to do. But overall, to me... All-Star Day was a bit lackluster. Um, Usually I have my snacks, I have my friends, and it's lit. But I found myself falling asleep during the dunk contest. And that's a, a very telling sign that something's wrong. I, I know there was only three contestants. The dunk contest was shorter than usual because it was during halftime, yada, yada, yada. And all these factors that made it unenjoyable but the actual dunks themselves were were not it either like the winner like go go look at his dunk and then report back to me and tell me if that was worth winning moving on I also wanted to talk about coming to America I did watch the movie I believe it's on Amazon Prime and me although the movie wasn't necessary, nor am I the biggest Eddie Murphy fan. You know, crucify me if you want. I'm just not. He's, he's not really for me. But I will say I surprisingly still laughed and enjoyed the overall movie. I just take shit for what it is at this point, unless it's just like tremendously horrible. And so it was digestible. My favorite person was uh, Leslie from um, SNL. She plays the baby mama of, of, of Eddie Murphy with his, you know, his mystery kid that he didn't know about this whole time. Spoiler alert. But it was, it was what it was. You know, I knew, I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be some groundbreaking, profound, um, Jordan Peele film. You know, I just knew that it was going to be silly, it was going to have cameos, and that it was Rick Ross's house. And so I just took it for what it was, and I thought it was okay. Like, I'm not going to watch it again, but it was cute. And I think you should watch it as black people with your black family or your black friends. Moving on, um, it is still Women's History Month. And I did pose the question last week that I wanted to report back to you all and kind of flesh out is female rappers, like, who are our favorites? Who do we love? Who's pioneered the game? Now, we won't have some detailed conversation about it because there are far more important things to now talk about. I know I hate me. I hate us. We skipped a week, yada, yada, yada. But when it comes to female rappers, I think that Missy Elliott is the GOAT. Like, 
all time, like her creativity, her delivery, the way that she's able to just be so unique and stand out and do things so differently. It's just a breath of fresh air till this day. Um, when she dropped her EP last year, like that shit or two years ago, maybe that shit was like smooth fly R and B vibes, something that I wasn't even ready for because usually she's giving us a lot of flashing colors and dance music and things to move your body. And so Missy Elliott is always giving us something different, something fresh. And for her to be in the game, maybe longer than I've been alive is, is, is just icing on the cake. It's just, it blows my mind even more. And so Missy Elliott, the goat, other, other goats to mention, DeBrat, the first female rapper to go platinum. Come on now. You got to give her her props. Also people like MC Light who have still be, who have still managed to be an icon today, like being the announcer and the voice of BET Awards. I don't know when exactly that happened in my lifetime, but now I just know to expect MC Light's voice when I'm watching a BET production. And I like that. I I love that. Like black women are everywhere. We are the voice. We are the breath. (laughs) We breathe life into this shit. And so we should own that shit. And that's why I really still wanted to mention female rappers because I feel like for the most part they're they're running shit right now of course we have Lil Baby we have Da Baby we have Moneybag Yo we have we have our poppin' rappers right now but let's not forget like we have Meg Thee Stallion we have Doja Cat we have Flo Millie we have Sweetie like the list goes on and so keep championing our our women in the industry because clearly once you do that, once you're able to actually see the worth in it, oh, great things are made. Now, moving on to some more mm, relevant, prevalent, more recent topics. Here we go. There we go. Now, this started as an old topic, but it's still continuing today. And so we're still going to mention it. And that is the Oprah, Megan, Harry tell-all royal family (laughs) interview that CBS hosted. Now, Oprah sat down with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and discussed why they are no longer active members of the royal family and why they are now living in the U.S. That's that's not common (laughs) for people in the royal family. And why are they doing things so differently? And long story short, Megan Markle, if you did not know, is a black woman. She has black in her. Although she is white passing, she is black. And so for someone in the royal family to marry someone black, what? Unheard of. And so, of course, there is racism. And within that racism, there's a lot of neglect, um, hate, dismissal. Um, and so she went through a lot of uh, mental challenges as well and, and at one point wanted to commit suicide. And even then the Royal family was like, nah, have a seat, Rosa. (laughs) I don't know why I love saying that, but they told Rosa to have a seat. Rosa said, no, I'm gonna stand up and we gonna move back to the U.S. because that's what I'm used to. And her man said, got you, boo. We'll get jobs at Disney. We'll be friends with Beyonce and Jay. We'll, We'll sleep on Tyler Perry's couch for a month or two and then we'll be good and sit down with Oprah. And that's what they did. And I, I respect it now. What spawned from this interview 
Oh, so much more, so much more. Because if you did not know, Megan Markell went on one date, had drinks with Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan is a correspondent, commenta- uh, commentator, host of a, I believe, a UK show. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. So he decided to eat on his platform and dismiss everything that Megan said, the racism, the, the suicidal thoughts, the, the having to get away to actually live a life. Like he dismissed it all. He was like, this bitch lying. I don't believe not a word she's saying. Mm-mm. She disrespected my royal family that I grew up on. So be it. But you know what happened after that? Oh, someone wanted to hop on the hate train with Piers Morgan and defend his comments, which was Sharon Osbourne, who too has a platform on The Talk, which is a CBS show. Hmm, keep that in mind. And so she went on The Talk and defended her friend. And you know what her co-host did? They asked her to explain why. Why would you hop on this hate train with Piers Morgan Do you realize the damage that he is doing and the hate that he is spewing? And you know what? You know what Sharon did? In typical white woman fashion, played the victim. Grabbed a tissue, started crying, started lashing out on her black co-host. And you know what happened after that? Oh, the talk has been on hiatus for a week and a half and won't return for another half week because they are now under investigation for racism. Hmm. So Sharon Osbourne lashed out at one particular co-host, um, Cheryl Underwood. I believe she's a queen of comedy. She's been in the game for a very long time. And, you know, she, she handled herself with poise and remained very calm while her white co-host uh, demonstrated white tears and fragility and played the victim. Like, they usually do because that's how society has set things up. Sometimes I don't want to just blame the person. I want to blame society that's allowed this to happen. And so I'm going to throw that in there. And a lot of people applauded Cheryl Underwood after that incident saying that, you know, she remained cool, calm, collective, and she continued to explain racism to Sharon Osbourne, who is 85 years old and near to dust, who should know better by now. And so, although, it was nice to see um, a black woman, you know, be championed after this for handling her, handling herself so well. I personally did not like how Cheryl Underwood handled Sharon Osbourne on the talk. I feel like she really needed to check her on her white tears. Now, I feel like there's a way of doing that without being aggressive, without raising your voice and seeming like the angry black woman. And Cheryl Underwood, she she kind of coddled her and remained super calm. And that was her decision. She says that, you know, making that decision has showed her that that was the right decision because of the feedback she's now getting. And, you know, so be it. But now Sharon Osbourne is still thinking that what she's saying or what she did say at that day on the talk was correct because she's still playing the victim on the internet today, saying that she was ambushed by her co-host by the questions that she asked. And she expected more from the network, which is CBS. But what Sharon, (laughs) Sharon needs to realize that she's on a CBS network who hosted this interview with Oprah and Meghan Markell and, and Prince Harry. So you're now going against what the platform that you're on is doing. And so if you want to defend some nigga, not nigga, but you know what I mean? Some, some random hateful (laughs) ass white man across the sea, you need to take your ass over there then. 
and defend them over there because over here we don't play that Sharon and you can continue to cry and do all your little tweets and do screenshots because people have come out of the woodwork and said you know what Sharon is a little, a little sketchy, a little racist. You know, we've had people like Amanda Seals come out and say that and Holly Robinson Pete. And it's just been a a whirlwind of this white woman trying to tear down other black women as she goes out the door because she knows her job is on the line of how she lashed out at black people on national TV, defending a white man. And so what's, What's now come of this is, I don't know the, 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 the future of the talk. I don't like how the talk is postponed as a show instead of just Sharon not being on the show. I feel like you, I feel like CBS has taken away airtime, obviously opportunities and topics from the audience by what it seems like protecting Sharon by letting her just have a vacation and get these tweets off still in between an investigation of racism in the workplace. All this to say that Sharon Osbourne is exactly who I thought she was. (laughs) Come on, this old white lady, y'all surprised she may be racist. Same thing with Piers Morgan. Come on, look at him. I hate to judge a book by, by its cover, but go off of what they've been showing us for decades now and it's hate. And so let's not act so shocked and surprised when people show us who they are and let's not go through great lengths to protect them. Come on. These are grown ass people who are twice my age. Get it together. (laughs) You lost your job. Find a new one. Find a new one. (laughs) Moving on. I hear a lot of you all have changed your name to either Timmy or Jimmy because you now got your what? Stimmy. Now, Stimmies are out. You're supposed to already have received it. If you haven't, I think what you're supposed to do is then file your taxes and indicate that you haven't received your Stimmies. And if you already filed your taxes, I think you go to like irs.gov and figure that shit out. I got my stimmy. I know a lot of other people got their stimmy. Now the stimmy in my pocket's already gone because I got big bills and, you know, nonetheless. But I do love the internet and black people by making stimmy the most popular, hilarious word of 2021. Like <laughs> I've been saying the word stimmy like 20 times a day since the stimulus check even became a thing. <laughs> and so the fact that we now have these stimmies and... The internet is now threatening to, to, to buy the world <laughs> with just $1,400. That shit's hilarious. Now, don't go be spending your, your stimmy all in one, one place. But if you have to understand, it's your money spending how you want. And don't be judging the next person who wants to get on Fashion Nova and catch that 80% stimmy sale. Because we're supposed to stimulate with the stimmy. Okay, so stimulate the economy, economy, sorry, I can't even speak right now because I'm so frustrated because I hate when people just say shit on the internet. Like, people are going to stimulate the economy by spending money on things that they need and want. That's just how it happens. So people who are judging others for what they're spending their money on, just realize that money is going towards something, which will then pay the employers of that something and then trickle down. Worry about the money that's in your pocket, sweetie. And speaking of sweetie, 
You see the segues? You see the transitions? Oh my gosh. Sweetie did an interview or went on a show. Okay. Let's start over. Justin Combs, Diddy's son, has like a podcast late night show now where he says like three words a show. But nonetheless, he has a show now with one of his friends. I think it's like, what's his name? Uh, Justin L.A. Boy or something. I always see his tweets going viral. But anyway, they have a problematic, toxic ass, young fuckboy show where they just talk about relationships and sex, basically, with hot girls and Instagram influencers in the room. So they decided to invite on Sweetie to have some conversations about relationships and sex and all the cute things that she does on the gram, right? And so they they asked her a question about, oh, would you do a threesome? She said, oh, yeah, I would do a threesome, but it's with two niggas, yada, yada, yada. They had a good laugh about that. But the interesting thing about all of this is that Sweetie doesn't follow Quavo anymore on the internet. And I'm just like, is it because of this sit down? Now, I know I'm in other people's business and I should not care, but I actually like this couple. And I I've been paying attention to this couple because there's a there's a few little weird things that surround. Okay. The biggest weird thing about Sweetie and Quavo dating is that they never mention or have been seen with Cardi B. I'm just going to say it. That shit's weird to me. I don't know why. It, it it just is. I know that people don't hang out all the time and family members don't see each other all the time, but Quavo is amigo, right? He's in the Migos. With who? <laughs> With who now? Um, His, wait, who's the uncle? Is Offset the uncle? With his uncle Offset, I don't know, or cousin Offset, who, however they're related. His family member is in the same rap group as he right? And they're both dating popular female rappers who have yet to collaborate, which is okay. Yet to mention each other, which is okay. But damn, they can't even be seen together. They don't hang out. They don't do double dates. I haven't seen now one double date. Is that not weird? Is it just me? Is it just me? Because when I saw Offset and Cardi B at the Super Bowl with Quavo, I was like, why is Sweetie at home on IG Live doing a Sweetie Bowl giveaway and not with her man at the fucking Super Bowl? (laughs) Maybe because he went with Cardi B and Offset? Mm, I don't know. I also realized that, you know, Cardi B wanted to uplift other female rappers in her music video WAP. So she had Mulatto in the video. She had Sukiyana in the video. She even had what's her face that doesn't even rap. Um, the, the this random singer. I forgot her name already. But she didn't have Sweetie. <laughs> that looks weird. Okay. And so, in addition to all that being weird to me and me peeping shit and scrolling, waiting for a picture of Sweetie and Cardi B to pop up, just one day. She decides to sit down with Justin Combs. Okay, that's cool, whatever. But that is her ex. Did you know that? Sweetie and Justin Combs used to have a thing. So you're going on your ex-boyfriend's platform to talk sex and relationships. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Trouble, trouble in paradise is how I see it. But... I'm in other people's business and I don't even know uh, what the LLC or the tax ID is. So 
I'm just going to stay out their business. But I'm sure going to be watching closely because, like I said, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. And you know what's, what else is weird? <laughs> Look at me with the transitions. <laughs> Tammy J. <laughs> you go, girl. What else is weird is the fact that I watched this, like, throwback interview with Timbaland where he's talking about Aaliyah and how he always had a crush on her even though she was underage and he was of age when they met and how his wife resembles Aaliyah. And that's the only, or not the only, but that is a main factor in why he married her. (sighs) Listen, like spooky hours, scary hours, whatever the fuck Drake said on that, on that album. It's, it's still happening. It's still happening. These hours last way longer than 24 because Timbaland, (laughs) Timbaland, you really admitted that in an interview, like some shit you should just keep to yourself. So you was, you was having googly eyes for an underage chick and you couldn't get her because another old nasty man beat you to it. And so you decided to what? Marry another chick that looked like her. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not here for it. Timbaland. I don't care what beat you made this year. I don't care. I don't care. You nasty right now. You are fucking nasty. And it's sad to say that he's not the only one. There's so many nasty niggas out there. So beware, be careful and, um, have your nasty radar on go. Um, moving on, let's talk about, um, new music. Um, Okay, so Young Baby Tate, she dropped her her music video for that one song that I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch. I don't know the name of that song, but um, it's a good song. It's popular. It's in a lot of TikToks. Um, I'm sure that's why the budget didn't went up in the music video. Because <laughs> when she tweeted the snippet, I had to comment. And I was like, oh, I see the budget went up. And of course, she liked my tweet because she know herself. Because she know damn well herself the budget then went up because of that TikTok song. And I guess that's the point kind of of mentioning this song is that, hey, if you got a hit and you know it's a hit, you better put that shit on on the background of a funny ass TikTok video or a dance challenge or something. Now, don't force it because I see Erica Banks on my internet, on my um, Beyonce Al Gore internet, trying to do challenges with all her other songs now that Bust It. The busted challenge is over and she's looking kind of silly. She's looking kind of silly by forcing this shit. So make sure the challenge or the dance or the, the jokes that go with the song makes sense and don't force it because I'm not about to get up and learn just any dance. Make it make sense. Make it look cute. Make it look presentable because if not, we're going to be looking like we all off beat like Meg Thee Stallion in that one music video for Cry Baby. Other new music um, Justin Bieber dropped an album and I'm not going to lie. Justin Bieber makes good music. Now he may be appropriating from time to time or a little tone deaf from time to time, but nonetheless, it sounds good if I hear it right now. I was ready to give this man another chance. He's dropping a new album. So I was like, let me hear it. But then I looked at the title and it says justice. And I read the description and it's giving me remnants of like, of white guilt mixed with appropriation. Like it's weird. Like you can't be so guilty, but then like turn around and then use all our slang and then 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel so weird because I'm the main person who says, you know, as white, as white people, you should be an ally, do the right thing and deliver, help deliver messages for, for, for black people and people of color. And maybe that's what he is trying to do or thought he was doing, but it just sounds and feels weird. And when things feel weird, I don't find myself indulging in it. And so I don't know if I'm going to really even listen to this new album just because I'm just like, Justin, what are we doing? What are we doing? I loved you in that Drake music video, but justice, it really should be no justice because that's what we're still getting. But Bieber, like I, I see what we're doing, but I don't know if we're doing it right. I think that's what I mean to say. Um, moving on. Now the Grammys did happen the other day. I did not watch them. So I really don't have much commentary to give you when it comes to the Grammys. I know that WAP was performed and I know a lot of random white people were upset, but tough shit. Be upset with the Grammys and not Cardi B because a a lot of people love attacking Cardi B for just getting the bag. And if you don't like the song WAP, you know what you can do? Stop. Stop listening to WAP. <laughs> Turn it off. Like, it's really not that hard. Come on now. we can... <sighs> Do better at acting like you're an adult. That's what I say to people who just sit on the internet and complain. Do better at acting like you're an adult and make a decision to turn some shit off. Jesus Christ. Now, Kim Kardashian has a grill now. I, I say it's all because she's single. Um, you know, when, when you go single, you know, you want to cut your hair, get a new style, dye your hair. I don't know. Um, take a crazy trip. And you know what Kim K said? Nope. Uh, I'm about to go what Paul wall baby on them. So she got her a nice little opal birthstone grill. It's cute. Now I am going to say that Smino's grill is better. Gang gang. But you know, she doing it big, huh? P.O.P. holding it down. No, I'm just playing. But it, it's cute. I don't know what more people, like, want to make out of that. It's not really a story. But Kim K is going to always do things on a, a big level. I don't know if you've seen her pantry. But her pantry is the size of my apartment. So I expected something amazing to happen after this breakup. Just because that's in the nature of the Kardashians. Okay, so the, oh man, this next thing I want to discuss before we kind of wrap up the show, and I, I, I really do mean wrap up the show, um, stop Asian hate. Okay, so I saw this hashtag and, you know, I'm all for stopping hate of any kind. I, I didn't know the origin of like where this was coming from. Now, it, it's been brought to my attention that there has been a lot of um, Asian attacks, discrimination, hate, incidents, and violence inflicted on that community for for many years now. Like this is not this is nothing new. Um, this is something that you know I kind of expected because they're people of color, but I didn't know ex- like specifically what's going on. And so you know, a lot of people did did a lot of the groundwork for me, and I appreciate them on you know, the interwebs on Beyonce Al Gore's internet. And they informed me that, you know, there's been a lot of, um, 
taxed throughout the years and they have naturally increased because we had an ignorant president for the past four years by the name of Donald Trump. And he called coronavirus, um, the China virus or the Chinese virus. And that of course, sparked and triggered a lot of things for hateful people out there in the world to then use that and as fuel for their already existing hate that they had in their heart and justify violence inflicted on an Asian community, which is disgusting and something I do not respect, support, or stand by. I'm not going to post a yellow square on my Instagram, so chill with that shit. I didn't even post a black square for, for, for black lives because that shit is performative and I don't like it. Now, what I did do is make a statement and say that, you know, if you want to make change, you're going to have to shake the table. And that did have a black background, but just posting a plain ass picture and then walking away and thinking that you're, you're done for the, the protest and the activism for the day. Like that shit is crazy. Especially when, you know, saying that an Asian person is yellow essentially is racist in itself. Like you're not going to stop the hate with more hate. (laughs) Come on niggas. But anyway, Recently, there have been heightened attacks, blatant attacks, and massacres. Like, this shit is out of hand. It's ridiculous. And I have no hope for the world. Like, I, like I'm, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, will I ever have kids? Because it's just hate knocking on your door every day. Eight, eight people were killed by a shooter. <sighs> Because he blamed his personal problems on the Asian community. He went to, I believe it was like maybe like a shopping mall or a strip mall. You know how there's a lot of businesses. And come on, we we know that Asian, the Asian community has businesses. They got shit on lock. They be owning the chicken spot, the hair spot, the nail spot, all the spots. And so I'm assuming there's a lot of Asian business owners, wherever that man went to, because he intentionally wanted to kill Asian people. And so he went into a salon, open fired and killed eight innocent people who were just doing their job that day. And I don't know if any other people in addition to those Asian people got killed, like, you know, maybe like a customer or something, because now I'm thinking like sitting in a nail salon and like someone's just going to come in and open fire because of their hate. Like that shit is scary. That, that brings me back to that Aurora, um, Colorado movie theater incident where it's just like, I can't even sit and enjoy a movie. I can't sit and get my nails did. I can't sit and, I don't know, buy some weave at the store. (sighs) All because let's just say it. There's some hateful white ass people out there (laughs) who don't know how to act. And in addition to those eight people getting, getting, um, murdered, I saw an elderly Asian woman get attacked on the street by a random white man. Now she got the best of that nigga. She attacked him back and the police came, they got him. He had to be removed on a stretcher. So shout out to that elderly Asian woman who who held her own. But just know that we as people, I'm not even gonna say black people, we as people need to protect our neighbor, our peers, our communities. Like we need to do better because I don't know what, how that 
situation panned out. But all I know is, is that if you attack someone, I'm saying something, doing something, calling someone. (laughs) I'm stepping in. I'm going to try and do my part. Now, I don't know if I'm always going to put myself in harm's way, but I'm going to do something. And I need a lot of more people like me, my age, my demographic to do the same. Now, it's not our responsibility because that seems to be the discussion right now where a lot of public platforms love to call out black movements and say, like, what are we doing to help the next movement when as a movement, it's not our responsibility. Like, we're we're a movement because of our own issues. And so if there is other hate happening, then another movement needs to happen. And so... I don't think one movement is tied to the other. Now, we all are people of color, but I don't think it should be one movement's job to help the other movement and so on and so forth. Like, the way people just call on Black Lives Matter or just black people in general or black women specifically, because let's be honest, that's who's out there marching. That's who's out there spending money on resources for you all. We are not the fucking Avengers. As much as I love... Iron Man and fucking Spider-Man and Hawkeye or all these niggas. I am not them. I am not them. I don't have a gem in my head. I am not little Uzi Vert. I do not have extra powers in my glove. I cannot snap fingers <laughs> and stop hate. So stop calling on us to just be the, the answer, the solution, the magic serum to just stop white people from doing what they've always done all of our lives. How about you do something and don't make it be a yellow square on your Instagram. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Do something and let it not be that. Let it not be performative. Oh, because although social media activism does help because that's where I get all of my information, but don't let that be where it stops or the end all be all But I do respect, you know, what we can do. And so do what you can, but don't be insensitive, racist, or hateful as you do it. And then, as other communities, don't expect black people to save the day. I know y'all love, you know, getting on our backs (laughs) and having us, you know, plow the fields and build the world, but not today. Not anymore. We got to build up ourselves first. And so that's what our movements are about. But I do support stopping Asian hate, stopping Asian attacks, and just protecting our people of color. All right, so that's all the topics I have. Now, I did mention when I opened the show that this episode is considered the last sip Now, before we get into last sip, let me tell you what I have to sip. I have this tea called Tejava, T-E-J-A-V-A. It's an unsweetened tea. It's flavored peach black tea with natural flavors. I picked this up in a a regular ass grocery store. And on the back of the bottle, it says, enjoy Tejava black tea with a hint of peach brewed in small batches with Rainforest Alliance certified tea leaves from Hava, Indonesia. Tahava peach black iced tea 
has the bold yet smooth taste of Tahava tea with a twist of delicious peach flavor. Now, all those words to say that this shit tastes like water. <laughs> it's just water. It's just water. I don't know if anyone's heard that song, but that shit's kind of lit. But anyway, don't buy this tea unless you just want some water, you know? Like why? And, and even if that, just drink some water. It is like zero calories and zero everything all the way down. And you know what? This might just be brown water at the end of the day. They may, they may have bamboozled me, but I did want to mention the tea that I was sipping because I did say last episode that next time we will have tea and guess what? Your girl delivered. Don't think I don't think I'd be lying to y'all. I will take a picture. I will post it. Um, whenever I post this episode. So, you know, exactly what I was sipping in the bottle. And if you dare, buy expensive water you can buy this now in addition to this sip i mean when it comes to tea with tammy the last sip this is the last official episode where we are scheduled we are weekly we are shooting the breeze and talking weekly topics moving forward our episodes will be specials they will be specific to either the guest that is on or to a whole topic for the entire show. And so we're switching gears, we're changing directions, we're doing things differently, mostly because I need to protect my peace. (laughs) I need to be happy. And as much as I love doing this podcast, oh my gosh, I'm kind of getting emotional. This is weird. As much as I as much as I love doing this podcast, it has not been serving me lately. It has not been making me happy, and for the most part, it's really been making me frustrated. Like I don't want to be that person who's like stomping around with a chip on my shoulder because I'm like, oh, people aren't supporting, people aren't retweeting, people aren't liking. Like I've given away so much free merchandise that people can't even care to like repost or like tag me in. It's just like that shit adds up and it really gets to you. Not saying that these are big enough reasons to end the whole show, but for me to be happy, it needs to be done. And so weekly is no longer, but moving forward, there will be shows. Just know that an announcement will have to take place beforehand for you to know that show is coming. And so no more weeklies on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, Fridays, whatever days we were dropping on, because I know it was sporadic. (laughs) That is no longer. Now, if you still want to hear my voice, if you still want to shoot the breeze with me, just realize I do a live stream daily. I make $500 to $1,000 a week sitting in front of my phone, talking to strangers and talking the same topics that I bring to the show. And so throughout the week when I'm streaming each day, I'm kind of finding topics through my, my viewers, whoever's tuning in and tapping in and talking to me on my streams. And so that's how a lot of these topics come to fruition. And so if you want to just be a part of the initial conversation of these topics, join me on my live stream on tagged on the tagged app. T-A-G-G-E-D. It is a free app on all phones. Now do realize that the app is ratchet. <laughs> There's people of all walks of lives doing streams. And me, uh, most of my conversations are about what we talk about on the show, like I said. And so join me there if you really miss to hear my voice. But 
In the future, I plan to have some cool interviews um, posted for Tea with Tammy, some cool um, adventures and topics to discuss as a totality so we can really sit down with one topic and flesh it out and have the time to really dissect things and talk about things because these weekly rapid-fire roundtable topics aren't cutting it in to be honest, a lot of other people just do this already. Like, why do you need another person talking about this Oprah, Meghan Markle interview? Maybe they didn't talk about it how I did. Maybe they didn't give the opinion I get, I gave. But nonetheless, it's a topic that seems to be beaten like a dead horse. So we're going to do better. We're going to take a break, kind of um, consume knowledge, learn rest and and come back better stronger harder with our special shows um 130 is the last official weekly tea with tammy podcast show anything moving forward may be posted on youtube may be hosted on another platform or just on the website teawithtammy.com and so just be mindful that you may not receive a, a, a notification from SoundCloud or Apple saying that there's a new episode from Team with Tammy for a minute. Um, I appreciate all of my supporters, the people who I've met on the interwebs who also have podcasts or are creatives who support because that seems to be like the majority of the support that I, I receive, like like-minded individuals. Um, if you are out there, don't let my departure like influence anything in your life. Like this is a decision for me and I have a lot going on. Like <laughs> I have a day job where I'm also trying to find a higher paying job. I am in nonprofit organizations where I have board seats or I, I have a committee chair positions. And so there's just a lot on my plate. Keeping up with LinkedIn at the same time as Instagram is a lot harder than what you think. <laughs> Posting everywhere gets old, especially when, when you do post it, you're not getting any engagement. So I'm at, I'm at the point like, why? You know, why do it? Um, it, it was enjoyable. It definitely has allowed me to grow in a creative way. I've met a lot of cool people in person and on the internet. Um, I've interviewed some really cool creatives, rappers, fashion designers, singers, um, DJs, chefs, like, (laughs) we've had some really cool people around. And so I thank all of those individuals as well. But yeah, I just, I don't want to sound negative, but when you're, when you're emailing, you know, sponsors and ads and entrepreneurs, and they're just, they don't have the right etiquette. They are dragging their feet. It's at a stand, it's at a standstill and they don't know when or how to reply or, Again, with the merchandise thing, I've given out so, so much shit for free. Like, I've given everything out for free, actually. Long sleeves, short sleeves, tank tops, um, cups, (laughs) actual tea. (laughs) I've done networking events for free where I have, like, a booth and, like, I'm there all day in the hot sun and I'm not being compensated. And so it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm glad I'm able to say I did it, though.
And I'm glad I'm able to say I did it with you all, my sippers. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear and see all of you all in person one day after the uh, the panoramic's over. <laughs> and until next time, sip some fucking tea. <laughs>